The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Stone Cold Steve Austin impersonator Phil McDonald here to tell you to go support Going In Ron Friendo Club at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. They got bonus episodes, ad-free audio, a weekly newsletter rounding up the weekend wrestling news, and a bunch more. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Go support or get hit with a stutter. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found, and of course, taped live at the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Quick programming update. This will be the last time, uh, with some exceptions, I imagine, in the future at some point, that we'll be doing our SmackDown and Rampage reviews live, or I'm sorry, right after the shows on a Friday night. Uh, we've been doing the, uh, we mentioned this before, but I'll reiterate in case people hadn't heard. Uh, we've been doing the uh, uh, post-SmackDown reviews since uh it went to fridays uh and uh, we've been happy to do them but we're at a point where wwe tv generally speaking does not feature with the exception of like smackdowns after mania for example because there was some stuff that happened tonight yeah um generally they don't feature major story beats they save those for pay-per-views or like special episodes here and there yeah um wild card finals Thank you. Exactly. Who could forget the wild card finals? Um, and so we just thought about it. We're like, you know, we like doing the AW Rampage watch along. It's fun. And those in some way, shape or form may continue from time to time, depending on what we have going on, on our schedules, et cetera, et cetera. So from now on, you're still going to get a Friday podcast. It's going to be earlier in the day, like yep. most days of the week. Um, and uh, and we're going to be able to cover uh, NXT UK on the podcast. We're going to be able to cover Impact on the podcast, the weekly impacts, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, SmackDown and Rampage, we'll be covering those on the following Monday. Yeah. So you'll have to wait a little while to get our thoughts on. And we'll fill out both those shows with news of the day. Yeah, that's not. It's not going to be exclusively because yeah, yeah. all the shows we do these days. Yeah. Basically, unless absolutely nothing happens, or unless it's Dynamite, because let's face it, things happen on Dynamite. Larson, what's happening next week on Dynamite? We get. Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki. Pretty big deal. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're going to continue to do our Dynamite 
post-show reviews. Those do mm-hmm. very well for us, and there's always something that happened on Dynamite these days. Um, and it's not honestly, it's not a knock on any of the companies. It's just that's how WWE chooses to tell their stories totally, totally. through the big moments that happen at pay-per-views, not their weekly TV shows. Exactly. They either exactly. slightly advance stories or just reiterate the current stories just, that are happening. Just have a bunch of rematches and, and video recaps. Right. Exactly. Um, so uh, with that being said, uh, we will uh, kick off our episode today with uh, a talk about social media bots. Yeah, something that's right in our wheelhouse, isn't it, Steve? Oh, we know all about social media bots, Larson, and uh, we love yeah. to talk about it. Yeah, uh, before we get to that, uh, thank you, End of Days, for the for the raid. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. So, uh, yeah. So, so Tony Khan took mm-hmm. to Twitter today I, in a way to kind of promote Rampage in a roundabout way tonight by posting the following. Quote, an independent study has confirmed that much of the staunch anti-AEW online community aren't real individuals as the staff running thousands of accounts plus an army of bots to signal boost them. Look closely, these aren't real people. Mm. Who'd pay for such a wildly expensive thing? Ever wonder why so much of the activity of these accounts is retweets and replies? Like, who actually has 80% of their activity as straight-up retweets? Uh, and then, uh, I guess, Khan either spoke with or issued a statement to Wrestling Inc. This is what we had to say, waiting for the final study, but here is what my expert confirmed. is people with real live accounts making posts and then using their boss to manipulate the social channel algorithm by backing them up with engagement from a made-up Twitter identity. Uh, social media teams will often fight on this. Bots are great for numbers, and when they're gone, you'll see a dip in digital conversion impressions. Both these were either negative sentiment or not real anyway. Um, so he, he gives an example here in case anybody's still confused, like me. Uh, he says, for example, I tweet mega. That's uh, his, uh, 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 I forget the exact role, but it's one of the, the higher ups there at AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, says, I tweet that mega only eats rotten bananas. I throw, say, 18 bots behind it, which takes about five minutes to do. Twitter security can't differ- differentiate. When done well, neither can most social teams. The problem becomes every time people type mega into the search bar because of a real account supported by bots, the first suggested result would be tweets about mega eating rotten bananas. I'm oversimplifying, but that's the five cent version of what's happening. Um, what What's your take on this? So Larson? I don't know. I'm not savvy enough or, 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 or educated enough on the inner workings of all this. Yeah, sure. To make any sort of informed opinion on what Tony Khan is saying. Omega oh, is lawyer, the AW corporate lawyer. Thank yes. you very much for that chat. I don't know. I mean, I know what bots are. I've heard about them in context in terms of manipulating social media. Yeah, sure. I know that. Yeah, that happens. The inner workings, don't know a whole lot about. Sure. Um, uh, it's it's interesting that he just went on Twitter to announce this. Yeah. Um, I don't know the methods that were used to analyze right. these accounts and the bots behind them. Yeah. Um, don't know anything about that. The methodology, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I, I can't, it's hard for me to form an opinion on these things with, with, with me knowing so little about everything about it. Well, I will say yeah. this from anecdotally. Yeah. Over the last few months, I have seen a lot more stand accounts, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From kind of across the Sweaties. board. Yeah, that's the new term for it. Uh, for, yeah. Um, where, you know, Twitter specifically has a bunch of topics yeah. that they'll suggest to you. Yeah. And more and I don't like it's not stuff I engage with. If you yeah. follow me on Twitter, you know I don't really engage in much at all. You love the the arrow emote. I do. Yeah. That's the extent. I know Tony Khan says here, 
uh, like who actually has 80% of the activity has straight up retweets this guy. Oh, yeah. Quote retweets, pretty you're, much you're 80%. Super bot, yeah. So, um, but anecdotally, I can say from my own experience, there's a lot more. I'm not saying it's either pro WB or pro AEW, whatever. Yeah. It's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot more of these topics recommending stuff that are very pro whatever subject. Yeah. And since I follow a lot of wrestling stuff, it happens to be a lot more wrestling focused. So I kind of don't care only because like it's, it's, it's what's more interesting to me is Tony Khan bringing this up on Twitter, knowing full well that it's just going to generate all sorts of stupid conversation. The conversations on social media are pretty stupid anyways, especially when it comes to wrestling. There's all sorts of just it's just bad take after bad take. And it's all just a bunch of who gives a shit. And you're just he's just sort of inflaming things by even mentioning this stuff. I think it's I think it's very savvy of him to pay for or uh, pay for somebody to part to 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 under, better understand yeah. this study. Totally, totally. Because, because it, it, it's it is, good business. It is, it's, it's, yeah, and it's also it's interesting. It's yeah. interesting stuff. You know, uh, uh, the way that social media can be, and as we've seen in the last few years, being manipulated. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, yeah, you it's, see this in politics. Interesting. You see all the ma- time. Yeah, yeah, in politics, this is ever. You can literally just. You know, so many like awful divisive takes about politics. It's, you know, uh, Bob H. 5362953. And it's like a dude who, you know, they'll even make like fake faces for these tw- these Twitter accounts. I've seen like yeah. articles about that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've read a few articles about it too, but it's one of those things where it's like, okay, that's tip of the iceberg, I feel like, you know? Oh, I agree. I agree. There's I a think, lot to yeah. it. That's what I mean. I mean, like, I know the basics about all this, but I don't know like the in depth about it. Yeah, a lot of this stuff. but like I just don't understand like why he feels the need to go to know. social media and and, sp- and and talk about this when it seems like the kind of thing where it, it really kind of should be like an internal thing, an internal thing where mm-hmm. it's like, hey, get social, get digital, get your analytics team and figure out um, if it's something you want to combat, then go ahead. If you're trying to mobilize your Twitter army, your AEW sweaty army against bots I don't know that that's a good use of anybody's time. Um, and maybe, honestly, may, maybe it's just the kind of thing. It's like, you know, whenever I tweet about Star Trek, maybe it's the kind of thing that legitimately just fascinates him and he doesn't have any ulterior motive. I don't know. But he, when he talks about who exactly is paying for this stuff, yeah, that, that, is yeah. he insinuating like the obvious that what? God damn, pal, let's explode them with Twitter bots. Is that the insinuation there? I mean, that's what that's that's the that's that's how you took it. Kind of the obvious. That's right? the obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Insinuation, yeah. That dub dab e Nick Khan is sitting there with a bunch of bots and a sweaty AW account. Um, so I don't know. It's 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 fun to talk about because whenever Tony tweets about some shit like this, you know, people talk about it. We talk about conversations. But yeah, uh, yeah social media is accessible. They do have some yeah. like really cute animal videos. That are always that I really enjoy. Uh, you know, when Dave Schilling talks about Star Trek, the most motion picture. Oh man, yeah, that's great. I love hearing his. You see that jacket that he has? Oh, a fashion icon that Dave. Schilling. Uh, no, I mean he has a Star Trek the motion picture like jacket. I I didn't know that. Yeah, check his timeline. How did I miss that? It's amazing. God damn it! Pal. Amazing. Anyway, what a great jacket. You know, maybe at some point we'll get into we'll hear about the methodology used for the study, um, and learn more because you know. Again, I know very little about the whole 
phenomena of, of bots and the usage and stuff. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. And it's interesting stuff. It's it just totally is. disseminating it in the way he's disseminating mm. it. Yeah, is just a little weird. And then of course, be like Becky Lynch made fun. Everybody's making fun. Everybody's of it. been making fun. Yeah, and you just turn yourself into like even more of a meme than you already are. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. Some I I feel sometimes I feel like you know Tony needs to. He needs to like ease up on the Twitter a little bit. He seems like a busy dude. You know, you don't need yeah, to be no. on Twitter so much, Tony. No. Con. No. Uh anyways, in not shocking news at all, NXT from the WWE or NXT Twitter account, their socials, uh, and their website, of course, dabde.com, uh, uh issued this story. This is it, it's one sentence, two sentences. The I can't current- even abbreviate the second sentence. I said when NXT aired. You okay. need that. The current NXT Tag Team Champions have relinquished the titles. New champions will be crowned this Tuesday. So, as you guys know, we talked about this briefly. Uh, Nash Carter was released from WWE following some allegations of abuse made by his wife, uh, Kimberly. Um, and uh, and so, you know, that everybody's like, oh, they, they got to vacate him now. They got to whatever. So that's been made official. Mm-hmm. Uh, no explanation on the uh, the account there. Uh, another weird wrestling trope. Shit just happens, and there's no explanation for it. Uh, but let's talk about this briefly. Uh, who's going to be the new champions? It feels like there's a caveat next to everybody's all the tag teams' names, except man. for one name team name that I can think of. Well, there's a couple, but the the first most prominent team probably that I can think of that has no caveat next to their name, and that is Grizzled Young Veterans. No, oh, there is a caveat. They haven't used them at all in any effective way. I know. Well, that, those are that's a caveat that applies to a lot of people. They're a comedy act, same as Jacket Time. They're in the same, mm-hmm. you know, sort of situation as Jacket Time, where it's like, look, you know me, massive grizzled young veterans oh, fan. They're great. They're great. I'd love to see it. I don't even know when the last time. Well, no, they're on TV last week, I think, or two weeks ago. It was a couple weeks ago, yeah. Um, but you know, they're like sort of like in the same spot as Jacket Time. I'd love to see Jacket Time. Win those titles. The Creed brothers are currently in a program with Pretty Deadly because they just debuted. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this will cause them to sort of rethink. Okay, what can we do now? Maybe we can add the titles to the Pretty Deadly uh, Creed brothers program. Um, Legato. That's a, that's a really good name. Yeah, that's a good name. Uh, Specter uh, Jay mentions that. Um, that'd be good. Uh, you got uh, you got Harlan and Gacy out there. Mm-hmm. They did the Steiner the Steiner kidnapping thing, yep. but along the way they could pick up the tag titles, perhaps. It's possible. I mean, it's entirely possible. They they you know given that they had, that they vacated the titles, they could alter course of some of their creative. I mean, I mm-hmm. think obviously Gacy and Harlan, they're going to be going after the uh, the NXT World Title. Seems I think like that it, kind yeah. of that kind of takes them out of contention. Uh, I think for the tag titles, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's. A bunch. I mean, you could even have. You could have the Creed brothers take on Pretty Deadly, for the tag titles, and you could kind of handle two storylines with 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 one match. Mm-hmm, yeah, you know yeah, they got no, their beef could, yeah. obviously, and then you know the Creeds are super over with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Pretty Deadly are new, and and I don't know how many members of the NXT crowd are familiar with their work in UK. Mm-hmm. You want to make them seem like a huge deal right away? Have them cheat to, to win. Yeah. Tag titles. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Massive they were, heat. Yeah, they were the NXT tag champions for like most of pandemic. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, those are all those are all good suggestions. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what direction they take. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens with Wesley. I feel I feel bad for the guy uh being put in this position. 
and uh, now without you know his his tag partner. Um, phenomenal talent, Wesley. Yeah, I'm hoping really he can seamlessly transition to a singles role. I could see him. I mean, I don't know, man. You could do any number of things with him. Um, uh, you know, go after the North American title. Obviously, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is it sort of comes off the top of my head. You could put him with any number of people. I mean, he's so synonymous with MSK. Like they obviously predate uh, WWE as the Rascals. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Um, also, uh, let's talk about this. Is it just me or did we did they just end the brand split tonight, man? Not like te- like there's, you know... I don't know if like there's still going to be two brands and those yeah. rosters are going to be separate for the most part. Seemingly yeah, they're unifying they're unifying the tag well, titles. Now. That was the goal. You know, uh, things haven't exactly worked out as seamlessly for the Usos if they as they have for Roman. There's been some ups and downs of late. Things are going the Usos they way. Those titles for a spell. I know. But before that, it took them a while to get to that point. Well, it took him a while because Roman was too busy, like beating the shit out of them <laughs> into yeah, submission. Him, yes, yeah, yeah, manipulating him, beating him into submission, what have you. So I don't know if this could be a situation where molding they go to them, Raw, molding them. Will they go to Raw, beat RK Bro for the titles, or if they go to Raw and fail at that, and then how is that going to affect the dynamic between Roman and the Usos? Like, because I feel like the story with the Bloodline, they need to do something to just bring a bit more interest to it because it's 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 it it's it's got it has a good rhythm but nothing seems as as energetic and vital as what they were doing a year ago you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it seems routine like they got a routine that's good and for the most part it's entertaining but it's not it's not must watch like it used to be well part of that part of that is he has done everything yeah he has done everything. like roman like he's been on the path to doing everything I mean, you're right. A year ago, he what he what had he just done? He had just stacked two Hall yeah. of Famers and pinned yeah. them both at the yeah. same time in WrestleMania. This year, he took on Brock Lesnar, and what they really tried to convince us was the biggest WrestleMania main event of all time. And you know, I know it's not Hogan Andre, and it's probably not even well. Rock Hogan wasn't actually a main event, but uh, you know, it for all intents and purposes, the points that Paul Heyman made in terms of what success means. You know, the most profitable year in WWE history, Roman mm-hmm. Reigns is on top, and he just won both titles. He just unified the titles. Yeah. 
the case could be made as the biggest main event of all time. I get where, where they're coming with that. You know what yeah, I mean? I, yeah, yeah. I, I guess in terms of solidifying Roman as the guy, it's a shame the match didn't necessarily live up to the billing. Oh, no, no, no. Of course it did. Because here's the thing. I think if the match had lived up the, to the billing, and if it was like this crazy up and down with twists and all sorts of you know, like emotional, personal story beats happening throughout, I'd be like, oh, yeah. They really managed to, to do that. They managed yeah. to give us what felt like an enormous main event to WrestleMania, but this felt like another one of their matches. It's like when they build the, the greatest match of all time between Edge and Orton. You're like, oh, my God, what are you talking about? They can't. And then they actually put and they on delivered. And they delivered. really like one of the best matches in and WWE they, history. And they, and they delivered totally. Um, yeah. It's still interesting looking back that you can make the case that the best Roman Brock matches is Mania 31. Because it didn't fit into the mold they've kind of settled. Oh, you're into. right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so getting back to it, if look, right now we're just talking about the tag titles, and then of course the the the, mm-hmm. the two titles being unified. Roman Reigns came out on Raw and said, "I'll tell you what our next step is." The fact that he, I, I thought when he first came out tonight and said, "Wise Man and I had a conversation on SmackDown." The universal title. I was like, oh, he's going to just drop the the raw title. Mm. He's dropping that. No, he doubled down. He has no intention, no intention of dropping that. And it sort of aligns with where you and I had figured that would probably go because Roman is the guy. So why wouldn't he be the guy in both shows? Why wouldn't NBC Universal be like, hey, we kind of want a piece of that Roman action. We don't we don't want the B champion. That makes all the sense in the world. Um, so it seems like at least from night one, they have made the decision to at least in the short term until I would assume at least SummerSlam go with Roman as two belt Roman and maybe yeah. they'll meld the belts into one, you know, maybe thing, maybe raw gate belt. Yeah. Um, but the tag division for all intents and purposes is. I mean, though all those tag teams are now going to be going after the same title because I think that because they brought it up, and I understand where you're coming from, they could probably use a little bit of tension with the Usos yeah. failing. Yeah. But don't make I, it if they're going to do it. Don't make it easy. You know. I agree with that. I agree with that. But at this end, RK Bro are not going to be pushovers. No. no. Um, but I think this is one of those destiny things. They're going to get all those. That's going to be the next thing. Bloodline's going to have two additional titles. Um, in their in their ranks, um, honestly, they need to consider Naomi as another title in their ranks. And by the way, they should also endeavor to get Naomi that title off of uh, Charlotte. But that's totally yeah. going to Ronda uh, coming up at Backlash. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, let's talk about this. We had some uh, debuts on SmackDown. Tonight. Debuts. So we uh, we kind of heard in advance that 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 Valter and Marcel Bartel. We're getting called up via Fightful Select. Um, and then we heard earlier today also via Fightful Select that, that Marcel Bartel was getting a new name. Ludwig. Yeah. Ludwig. At first it was Ludwig and then it was Ludwig Klaus. And then it was ended up being Ludwig Kaiser. Kaiser. Very German. <sighs> very German names. Let's take two names and put it together. Um and so they debuted, and like I was, I was sure. Oh, Walter! They're going to tell him, "Don't do it, the chops." Thankfully, they let Walter wrestle like Walter. So at least there's that. Um, and also Raquel Gonzalez, she made her debut on SmackDown. She has a new name too, Raquel Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Pete yeah. Dunn had his first match 
on the main roster. Yeah. And he lost. Oh, yeah. That's going to happen a lot. It is. Yeah, because... we called that. I... Shocked he had a match. Yeah, I know. This soon after being called up. I Shocked thought he, did... he had a match. I thought he was, yeah, just going to be the, the hothead of, 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 the, of the fight night crew. Yeah. He had a match, and then he, he, he got rolled up by Xavier Woods. Yeah. And it's like, he's doing a very specific thing, and I think he's doing what he's being told to do well. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not... It's not Pete Dunn, obviously. No. And I'm not just saying that in terms of name. It's not even close to the bruiserweight character. No. Um, he's, no. He's basically a petulant child. Yeah. They even called, they even said he was, he looked like a child. He was sitting on top of the turnbuckle pouting at, he was after pouting. he lost. They put him in the corner. Yeah. Michael Zoto. Yeah. They, they did that. Um, yeah, dude. I, uh, I know. I liked – look, I'm going to try to find – and I'm not going to try to find positive for finding positives here. Um, but there were some things that didn't bug me too much, one of which is Butch's wrestling style. Um, I was a big fan, obviously, of Pete Dunne's uh, often very methodical uh, uh, joint manipulation style. I do actually kind of like the hot-headed intensity joint manipulation stuff. I think that he's taking his style and he's bringing it up several notches with the intensity, which I thought was kind of cool to see. I'm not expecting the guy to win, and that's sad, and I'm sad about it. But, you know, if I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't see – I saw a departure from his style in a way that I was like, oh, I can I can dig this. I can." And on top of that, when he, at the end, when he started pushing Ridge and Sheamus around, the crowd was really into that he might be able to break out of that. He might sort of show them, oh, people are really into this guy. Let's break him off. I think that's a possibility. I hope so. I hope um, so. I hope so. Because, you know, when 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 Walter came out with uh, Bartell, because so Bartell comes to the stage and introduces him. Mm-hmm. Um, Walter comes out, comes to the ring, and, like, the reaction for him actually coming down the ramp was fairly muted. Yeah, it was. You know, there wasn't like, oh, yeah, shit, yeah, Walter's here. He's great. Was that? It wasn't until the match started going that the, that a Walter chant uh, uh, broke out, and of mm-hmm. course, commentary is like, "Oh, listen, to the crowd chant Guther." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was clear as day as Walter. Um, that was funny though. Pat was hilarious tonight. Yeah, Pat was really good. Yeah, um, but uh, you always worry about the reception, especially. So you got competitors from NXT who get popular, mm-hmm. and then they rebrand them or completely yeah. change their character. Yeah, and despite them being popular in NXT, potentially. Obviously, NXT is a much smaller viewership base mm-hmm, than sure. Raw or SmackDown. So yeah. you got to assume, all right, you know, what fraction of the audience, whether live or watching on TV, is actually really aware mm-hmm. of this person's work? Mm-hmm. You know, people in advance might have heard, you know, if they paid attention to wrestling at all, social media, news sites, whatever, might have heard the name Pete Dunn or Walter. And maybe they don't watch NXT, so they're not that familiar with their work. Sure. Um, and they get called up with a new name, new presentation, all that. And at first, it's like, oh, I don't know who this person is. Mm-hmm. Until eventually, you get you appreciate the work. Maybe someone down the the row from you, like, oh shit, that's Walter. Yeah, you know, like, oh, that's Walter. Oh, cool, I finally get to see Walter now. Yeah, but why are they calling him Gunther? <clears throat> you know, I, I and and this roundabout way for me to complain about them rebranding people, and I understand from a business perspective why they do it. But it's like I like right now, if AJ Styles had debut in WWE, he'd have a new name. Yeah, sure. He would. And I again, from the business perspective, I get that. But at the same time, you have wrestlers who establish brands with those brands come a fan base. Yeah. And 
you you risk alienating those fans mm. by te- to a degree tearing down a lot of what makes these wrestlers who, the wrestlers they really like who they are. Yeah, dude. Look, I I don't disagree with that, but I I it's just it's clear that that's not a business priority to them. No, it's not at all. It's not at all. Which which is interesting. Which I guess now it's not going to be an issue for them going forward if their priority is recruiting collegiate athletes. It's going to be a moot center. point. Yeah. And that's going to be a moot point. I get that. I it's totally gonna, understand it, this that. This is a, this is a, it's just, it's a new thing or it's, it's a reversion to a thing that goes back decades. And it was, you know, it, it from Terry Boulder to, you know, to, to Hulk Hogan. Um, although I guess he was, he was Hulk, he was Hulk Hogan, Hogan at AWA. AWA. Yeah. Yeah. But he had, didn't he go to WWF before? I don't know. Whatever it was. Maybe uh, back in those days, in the territory days, you're jumping around all over the place. Anyway. You're going all over the place. Um, no, dude, look, I, I get it. I get it. And I understand because, you know, you and I, we like to think that we're at least somewhat, somewhat clued into what's going on outside WWE and AEW. You know, if they brought in Okada and called him, you know, uh, Bill Smith or whatever, it'd be like, what the, why are you doing that? But yeah, yeah. they don't seem to be going after the Okadas no. anymore. No. Um, and it does like, I, I just, I don't know, dude. I just, what we saw tonight was a Walter match. It was. It was a Walter match. And what I saw in the ring with Butch, I liked as an advancement, as an evolution from what Pete Dunne used to be doing to to to, to swivel from to, to this new character. I'm fine with it as long as, you know, that aspect doesn't change too much. And sometimes it doesn't. It's just that's just WWE. They care about the two and a half million people that are watching SmackDown and not Steven Larson, you know. And can we be salty about that? Sure, because we're fans of these people before they did anything in WWE. Yeah, but I just I'm, I I choose not to like give that much of a shit. I just sort of find it funny when they do. Like, what was Marcel Bartel doing out there tonight? He ring yeah, announced in his ring attire. Yeah, and then like the one time they cut to him at ringside, he was doing this. He was like making music in his head yeah. or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know I, what it was. And I think that's the thing is you know, in a bubble, name changes to protect for WWE to protect their company IP. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the go ahead? I mean, what's the, largest what's the issue real for me, business issue not to do it, though? The, I'm just I mean, the, I'm just the, playing kind of devil's advocate. No, what's I know, the but, biggest well, business me, reason. Let me finish my initial thought. It's not so much the name changes the issue. It's 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 time and again, them seeing a wrestler who has established themselves and been wildly successful doing something and then going in either wholesale or piece by piece, chipping that away. And and as far as the upside to having someone come in with a name they've established is, all right, I'm a Walter fan. I like Walter. I'm a yeah. Pete Dunne fan. Yeah, I like Pete Dunne a lot. I own a Pete Dunne shirt. Yeah, so do I. I it, and if WWE were capable of producing awesome merchandise, I would maybe buy more of their stuff. Yeah. But here's the thing. Based on how they presented Butch to me, if they had a Butch shirt, I wouldn't buy it. But if they put Pete Dunn as Pete Dunn and he had an a, a, a interesting debut in the main roster and I felt like, oh, they understand who the Pete Dunn character is and they had a cool shirt, I'd buy that because I'd be excited that Pete Dunn is on the main roster. He's getting like a good story. All right. But again, just playing devil's advocate because I would love for that to happen. Mm-hmm. From their point of view, you didn't give me a good business reason, man. Because you're so far in the minority. When you say wildly successful outside WWE, that ain't WWE successful. I understand that. I understand. But what? But they take for granted that the fan base these wrestlers have established. Well, they'll be like, oh, yeah, we'll follow along with them. Not a big deal. 
I know, because I feel like they do. It's not. You're right. They take it for they granted. Do. I know, but I feel like it's, and maybe, it's, maybe, maybe, maybe what I'm talking about accounts for like twenty percent of merch sales. Whatever. Yeah, that's twenty yeah. percent. You're potentially not getting. Yeah, but you know, it's it's their it's their it's their toy box and it's their toys, and so it's their rules. I understand all that. I understand yeah. all that, but I feel like, and I understand from the perspective, I. I kind of feel like in a certain way, too, you're also kind of shooting yourself in the foot. You're like, well, we want to future proof ourselves with these IPs in case these wrestlers, who in a lot of cases are basically can't miss, don't work it out in our company. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're giving yourself an out to fail in terms of developing and, and, and giving good creative to talent. No, it's, who no, are really it's, good. it's with the understanding that there's competition out there and they don't want another Adam Cole showing up with it's all about the boom. Well, Adam you, you Cole, think Adam baby? Cole would have signed with AEW if he would have thought, oh, I got a good chance to do something really cool in the main roster. If he had been, if he, know, you know, his if fiance is there, probably yeah. <laughs> his best friends are there. Probably I mean, Kevin Owens is friends. A lot of people in AEW. His he wife is there. But he knows he's got a good spot on uh, on in in WWE, so he'll stay. Yeah, man, I don't know. Um, I I I think that I think that the understanding, like I don't know, man. I I, I look, I understand what you're saying, and I agree with the points. I'd love to see Walter be Walter be Walter, but I just I just understand that hey, this is a business. Now, when they release people, I I I hate it, and I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. You're a billion dollar company. You can't find stuff to do with these people. But when they find stuff to do with them on TV and we got to suffer through a name change, I don't find it that big of a deal. Is it weird when Butch all of a sudden is a different person and Pat still apparently tonight referred to him as Pete and yeah. Xavier Woods made the bruiserweight joke? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's one of those weird wrestling tropes that I have written down that we're going to do a video on. It's it's weird, but this is one of those wrestling things that it's just, I don't know. At this point, you just sort of have to laugh. And, uh, get, and on get, nights like this, on nights like this, when there's a bunch of them, it just amplifies it and, 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 and enlarges the issue. It does, and it's it's again as as fans, a lot of these wrestlers who are going through that or have gone through it, it's just frustrating to to see because you worry, okay, they come out here and wholesale or again piece by piece change the wrestler you've grown to to know and appreciate and enjoy. And granted, for someone like, people like us who, for example know Pete Dunn's work pretty well, you know, mm -hmm. and know what he's capable of and to think, okay, well, why don't it, it, it seems easy. You have to go out there and put awesome matches on crowd will get behind him, and, and, and give an opportunity to crack a character and then bang, you can make money with this guy. If you do that, it kind of doesn't matter what his name is. You're right. But what you just said is right. Give him an opportunity to crack a character. And I think Pete Dunn's one of those guys who kind of fell into I don't know. I don't know that he was ever, you know, WWE main roster is a very specific thing. It is. I and know. I, just well, I mean, actually now at XT 2.0, it's not that far removed from WWE main roster in terms of how they approach character. Right. It's not. And I just, I don't, and he seemed like an ill fit for 2.0. He did because while his stuff is far more understated, he's not a huge right. personality yeah. that projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but he, but his shrug, like that's, there's so much character in that. There's yeah. a lot of character in that. It's just not WWE. It's just not a WWE. Sense. At the end of the day, though, it's just it's just a shrug. <laughs> like there's a there's, there's, a, the there's a limit to there's a limit to how far that can take. No, it, I know. I'm saying I'm not saying there isn't a limit. I'm saying you know you know where he works best. 
the fact that the fact that they think that they wouldn't be able to make money with British Strong Style altogether as a unit reckon people because you have such a dynamic of all those three guys. Yeah, you do. You do. If you look back at their old promos and stuff, um, that really could have worked. That really they could have been like, yeah, that that really could have worked. I mean, look, I, I know, and it's it's one of those things. You know, I see and they're, the crowds chanting Walter, and and he's Gunther. And but I was I was very pleasantly surprised. I was pleasantly surprised by two things. Number one, that Walter wrestled a Walter match. Yeah. He got the chops in. He did the yeah. uh, the, the the pin was basically you know mounting yeah, yeah. the guy. Yeah, I saw a lot there that I liked. Uh, Bartel, I thought I always really liked Marcel Bartel. Change his name to something stupid. Whatever, I'll get used to it. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if he actually wrestles or not. I don't know what's going on there. It's too early to tell. Yeah, it'd be it'd be weird if he didn't because he's a spectacular wrestler. Um, the uh, he is a really good wrestler. Um, the other thing that I really liked about tonight was Lacey Evans. I was shocked because we I think we had had this question like on Monday or something or somebody mentioned Lacey Evans coming back, and I was like, yeah, they're just gonna put her in the same old spot that they did before and not do anything interesting. I was shocked. They basically had her recreate the promo she did in Breaking Ground, that old, that yeah, awesome documentary yeah. about NXT, where she just opens up about her real life. Yeah, it's interesting that they're taking such a stark it, difference with the approach of basically everybody else. An anti-main roster thing with Lacey Evans, right? Yeah, and then, and then they have Lacey give this really good heartfelt, and it, it was it was it felt like a first take. Because it, it wasn't like in terms of the delivery, it wasn't perfect. Yeah, no, I but know. But it worked. It worked for the material because she was just telling, talking about herself. So it didn't yeah. feel like a promo. She just felt like she was letting us know who she was. And you notice that great little heavy sigh at the end? Like she sort of exhaled? That, that was great. Cool. Yeah, it was good. And it was. it's funny because like I, I remember I watched Breaking Ground again. I don't know. It was like two years ago or something. And I remember watching that. And, you know, you watch it. And you're like, oh, my God, look at these people. I forgot that they were even in this, you know. And then uh, and Lacey gives her her promo in that promo class. And it's the most heartfelt, genuine, emotional thing. And so when she's there tonight doing base, by and large, the same thing. Yeah, there's. Yeah. Yeah. I was shocked. Yeah, I was, too. I was and pleasant, very pleasantly surprised about that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a bummer that. WWE chooses not to do more of that kind of stuff. I agree because a lot of these people probably have really interesting stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and as we've seen going back a long way, I mean, like the mixed match mixed match challenge, mm -hmm. the the character stuff was so interesting because they were just doing stuff on their own. Yeah, you yeah. got a sense of who their personalities actually were. Yeah, and it's yeah. more genuine, it's more relatable. It is. Yeah, Michael said up here in chat says I feel like it was shot weird. I do think that maybe they would they could have had her. You know, you and I are both film nerds. You sit her down. You don't have her stare at the camera. You just roll on a bunch of different angles on her and let her talk a bit, not just straight to the camera, you know? I understand that at the same time. I don't mind that because it just feels like she's just, you're it's, having a conversation with somebody. It's a direct appeal to the per to the audience. Yeah, That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. mind that at all, for, especially yeah. for something like this, mm -hmm, you know? Yeah. Where she's spilling her guts out. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about spilling guts out a little bit later with Willer Yuta's match against Oh, man. Uh, spectacular bout. Spectacular bout. Let's dive into SmackDown here. Show opened up on the Y with Ronda Rousey interview. She was even more quiet and and, how, 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 and mumbly. How. In fact, at one point, she had to like hold her finger up because I think Kayla was going to move on. She was looking for her line. Recollect. Yeah. Collect herself. And then, and she then, ran then actually, her line. 
and actually project it. In this yeah. bit. So anyway, she she says. So I tapped out oh, Charlotte. Let, yeah, oh, you're gonna okay. Go I'll ahead. I'll do it. <laughs> I tapped out Charlotte and I'll do it again. But I lost. My mom told me you got to win twice on your worst day. I beat Charlotte not once but twice. I want a rematch against Charlotte, but not a regular match. At WrestleMania Backlash challenge Charlotte to an I quit match. And then Charlotte shows up on the Tron. Yeah. Ha ha ha. She says, you couldn't beat me in checkers, much less an I quit, bitch. She says, I don't quit. I win. She says, I felt Ronda's arm bar. I felt the pressure. I didn't lose. I didn't tap. I walked out as champion. I'm starting to think that the baddest woman on the planet is a myth. Ronda can't win when it matters. Uh, she says, my answer to your challenge is no. Get in the back of the line, B. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, Ronda says, I've got some news for you. This fight is going to happen. I'm not going to say I quit. Uh, uh, and you're going to scream when I turn your elbow backwards. Yeah. Then we yeah. go backstage. We have the fight night crew. Oh, That's what Pat McAfee was yeah, talking about. Yeah. And Seamus like, feels like fight night. Hey, <laughs> Pete Dunn. Hey, Butch, you finally get your match against Xavier Woods. And then Ridge and Seamus start chanting fight night. Right, and right, and right, and Pete right. Dunn's like push them, trying to get hyped up, and they go out and make their entrance. Yeah, they make their entrance. By the way, Sheamus's music, Sheamus's Tron, Fight Night, and uh, and you get uh, Butch versus Xavier Woods. First up, that we got a New Day promo. Kofi says, "Look at how happy you guys are coming off your first WrestleMania win." Uh, Woods says, uh, uh, "You guys are in the Winners Club for Mania." He's like, "Wait, I don't have a Mania win." And Kofi says, "No, man. When I won in 2019, we all won. Everybody here won." He says, but, uh, you know, well, we got to explain to you guys how things work around here. Wood says, you know, WrestleMania is kind of like our season finale. He says, tonight, which would make tonight the season premiere. Now, in fact, in October, they actually do have yeah. a yeah. season finale. After premiere. the draft. It's yeah. the draft. Uh, but for in all intents and purposes, Mania, it's a good point. He says, tonight, season premiere. So all the records are reset, which means that your, your win at WrestleMania doesn't matter. It's score between us is zero to zero. And then uh, Wood says, you know, I took a red eye to the show to get here. I hit the gym and bruised some weights. Eh. He -hmm. says, then I talked to Butch's aunt backstage and she wants me to beat Dunn's. Oh, you have Dunn here. Butch's rabies infested ass. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. 
or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Because yeah, I always like say Pete Dunn. I say Pete Dunn. I say Walter. His name is Butch. Pete Dunn. So, anyways, Butch loses here via roll. Man, I, I texted you as soon as this match was announced. I said, "Good chance Butch takes the L here." Oh, pff, absolutely, of course. Especially after Sheamus and Ridge won at WrestleMania, kind of see the writing on the wall for this. Mm-hmm. So. So Pete Dunn gets really upset. Ridge and, and Seamus gets through to try to calm down. And he starts slapping them around mm-hmm. a little bit. And then eventually he literally sits in the top turnbuckle. Pouts. Pouts. And then Michael Cole said, look, he looks like a child. Yeah, he literally did say that. He actually said those were words. He, he actually said, said those words. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had uh, a lengthy, we had a couple lengthy recaps tonight. But I'm glad <laughs> they did this one because it shows that WWE really liked this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they put a big spotlight on on Zane tonight. Uh, so we got a recap of uh, Knoxville and Zane. Then we had Sammy Zane and Adam Pierce backstage. And uh, Sammy's like, how could you let that happen? He was like, it was anything goes. Not everyone's welcome. He said, I had to deal with Party Boy and Wee Man. He said, it wasn't funny. He said, I'm one of the best in the world. Now I'm a la- laughing stock. So I want my respect back. And you know what? There's a door next to him. He said, the next person who walks through that door, I want a match against them. So I can get my respect back. And Adam Pierce like, the next guy walks through that door? He's like, yeah, that door. He's like, okay, you got it. And then Drew just comes out. Hey, fellas, what's going on? Yeah, he just says hi. He's very cordial. Yeah, and then he keeps on walking. And then uh, Pierce starts busting up laughing. And uh, and uh, and he's in Sammy's like, no, 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 no. The next person, the next person. Pierce is like, nope, match is official. Takes place tonight. And Sammy says, okay, fine, whatever. That's perfect. Drew is the toughest guy in the roster, so when I win, I'll get my respect back. But all I got to do is now beat Drew McIntyre. And then he walks off, and then a stagehand comes up and gives Pierce a note. And the and Pierce says, nope, can't meet with Ronda right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can't do it. Yep, yep. Uh, then we get uh, Marcel Bartel, now Ludwig, Ludwig Kaiser. Comes out to the ramp, introduces Walter. Now, this is when I was kind of scared. Because the way he introduced him, it honestly sounded like some of the dialogue from the, and no coincidence, yay or nay, I don't know, all read everything Eva Marie. The elegance. Yeah. I I know elegance was one of the words, but he said something else. And I was like, are they going to do something drastically weird with Walter right now? But they didn't. And he said, the ring and yeah. And then uh, All Red Walter comes out. Yeah, yeah. He has a match against Joe Alonzo. And uh, I was worried they were going to take his chops away from him. They didn't. He beat the hell out of Joe Alonzo. He beat the shit out of this guy. Uh, yeah, the crowd starts chanting Walter. 
Walter wins the powerbomb, does more or less the full body pin. I think the 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 tippy toes, his tippy toes are just grazing the mat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fantastic. So he got the win. So hopefully we see more of that. Build him up. Uh, hopefully they'll do that. After that, we got uh, Raquel Rodriguez. Yeah, making her SmackDown uh, debut. She tells Kayla that SmackDown is some of the most it has the most impressive women's locker room in the WWE, but they've never seen anyone like her. Los Lotharios step in introduce themselves angel says uh we'd like to welcome you here with a kiss and she says you got no chance no chance so they leave and then she asks kayla if they're always so annoying so again raquel gonzalez's real name i believe is victoria gonzalez so in order to avoid her being able to go elsewhere and trade on her name they just made her raquel rodriguez yeah so uh, after that, we had uh, Happy Talk. I really, this is the first Happy Talk maybe ever that I actually liked. Yeah, it was effective and uh, it didn't overstay its welcome. Mm-hmm. It did. Uh, so, uh, of course, Mad Cat Moss is coming to the ring. He's elated because he won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Yeah. Corbin, meanwhile, bumped out because he lost his Mania match. He's no longer happy. Corbin is no longer undefeated. Yeah. So Corbin says, This is supposed to be the happiest Happy Talk ever. You're supposed to be reveling in my victory over Drew at Mania. Now, the, at these low points, I got to figure out what kind of man I am. So I was doing a lot of reflecting. And when I was on my yacht, I had an honest conversation with myself. And I'm ready to admit there's only one person to blame for my loss to Drew McIntyre. And that man is Madcap Moss. And he yeah. says, never in a million years would I have lo- had lost to Drew uh, if you had not got on the apron and distracted me. He said, somehow, Moss, you've made WrestleMania weekend all about yourself, about winning the Andre Battle Royal says, I think you're getting too big for your suspenders and have forgotten your place, and that's to tell me a joke. Yeah, so Moss says, okay, man, look, look, I'm sorry. He says, uh, I, I got a joke, though, okay? Um, what it, what do you call Mad Cat Moss when, uh, like, at WrestleMania or something, or who doesn't help Baron Corbin with his win against Drew McIntyre? He says, Mad Cat Loss. Crowd actually kind of pops for it. Corbin says, that's a terrible joke. Give me another. And he says, uh, well, this, I'll be honest with you, made me laugh. He says, what would you call good. Adam Pierce if you ran a brothel? Madam Pierce. Yeah, it was actually pretty solid. The uh, crowd loved it. Uh, uh, Corbin said, that joke sucked too. He says, I brought you to SmackDown to tell jokes. And lately your jokes have been terrible. So I'm going to give you another chance. Tell a funny joke. Tell me a joke like your job depends on it. I'll be right back. Yeah. Carry on. So Moss has a joke. He says, what do you call a guy who treats his friends like garbage, who thinks he's better than everyone else, and who dresses like a guy who's going to Tommy Bahama's funeral? You call him Happy Corbin. Crowd starts popping for Moss. The crowd starts cheering. They start chanting Madcap Moss. And then Corbin asks the crowd if it's funny. They think it's funny. Corbin attacks Moss. Moss fights back. Corbin rolls out of the ring. Moss follows. Corbin sends Moss into the barricade. And Moss responds by slamming Corbin's head into the announce table, uh, puts him back in the ring, hits a bunch of punches, clotheslines him out of the ring. So the crowd was really into Moss during this. Uh, I just, I really hope the one thing that they need to do, because sometimes this is kind of difficult for them to figure out, how do you take a guy who is a sidekick and gets, you know, turned on? I guess he turned on Corbin, obviously, but he saw it coming, whatever. They had a breakup. After the inevitable match with Corbin, probably at Backlash, maybe just on oh, SmackDown. Or they go know. from there. Yeah. Moss is an extremely talented guy mm-hmm. who has run with this gimmick. 
they're not usually good at like being able to pivot from sidekick. So hopefully they have something in mind where he's not just Madcap Moss for another year, and then he ends up as you know one of the guys who's just in the Andre, you know, and that's like the first time we've seen him in months. Exactly, exactly. Or or yeah, yeah. Because what they typically do is they'll have this this henchman or sidekick story. He'll break the that individual will break free from that alliance, and then yeah, they might be able to. F- find a way to conclude that story in a reasonably satisfying manner mm-hmm. but it's what the, the what's next yeah is usually is what kind of trips them up and for whatever reason what's next is seemingly never evolving the character past what they were doing yeah right and so you know without the initial dynamic it doesn't quite work so hopefully they take Riddick Moss somewhere beyond Madcap Moss once he breaks free and gets out of this Corbin storyline. I did want to point out, Enforcer points out in chat, and I want to point it out later, the balloons were hilarious. Yeah, they were. <laughs> there they was were. Like, and like, I don't even know if it spelled out Corbin correctly, but like... A no, co- it said congrats. Oh, it said congrats. Okay. Yeah. Because like three of the middle ones were completely deflated. It was, I was the like, N and the G that were Yeah. That were and then I think yeah. one of the, like the T or something was, one of the later ones was deflated. I was like, what is yeah, this yeah. supposed to say? Yeah. Oh, that was pretty funny. So anyways, after that, we had a Jinder Mahal. Uh, backstage arguing with Pierce about not getting a match. Uh, Pierce says it's nothing personal. Gender says find Ricochet out of get Wick Ricochet out of witness protection mm-hmm. and give me an Intercontinental Championship match against him. Ronda steps in. Gender and Shanky leave. Ronda asks uh, Pierce if she can get her match. Pierce says it's not official yet, but I expect an answer tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, then we get Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn. Sami basically wanted no part of this. Especially after Drew is working over, working him over, uh, so eventually he just gets out of the ring. He leaves. He starts walking up the ramp. Drew runs him down, hits him with a clothesline, puts Sammy on his shoulders, brings him back to ringside, throws him in the ring. He's looking for a claymore. Sammy rolls out again. This time he jumps the barricade and starts going up to the crowd. Drew wins by count out, and, Earl, and uh, later on they announce they'll do this match again next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get the Lacey Evans uh, promo. Uh, it's it's in a lot of ways a 180 from what she was doing before. Yeah, yeah. No, um, it, it's a completely different take. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And she dealt details her backstory. Um, she said her father had a, a drug issues. Um, and then at a certain point, her mom's took her and her, her siblings, put them in the car, and, and left. Yeah. And they were kind of moving around all over the country. Uh, talked about being a marine. Uh, 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 and uh, talked about uh, uh, having a f- her family of her own, and it kind of punctuates with her saying, uh, all, "All that doesn't make me better than any other WWE superstar, but they're damn sure not better than me." Yeah, yeah. And then it's going to continue next week because mm-hmm. it's like a continuing saga. Uh, after that, we had Sasha Banks versus Liv Morgan. Naomi was on commentary. She's awesome. Sasha's awesome. Liv mm-hmm. is a hell of a worker these days, mm-hmm. man. The mm-hmm. way she was selling a lot of these moves when she bumped out of the ring. Uh, there was the uh, like the code breaker or whatever it was that Sasha hit. A lot of that stuff was uh, was really good or the backstab or whatever. It backstab, was. yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, beforehand, uh, Liv did have a, an interview um, asking, "Why are you here?" She says, "Well, I'm here to beat Sasha. If I beat her, I get momentum for Rhea's tag match on Monday." And then she's asked, "Well, is Rhea with you?" And Liv says, "No, but she'll be there Monday, and yeah. hopefully, we'll see new tag teams." Yeah. And I love that Michael Cole was asking Naomi, would you ever let, or maybe it was Pat, would you ever let 
uh, uh, Sasha come to SmackDown on her own? And she's like, no, of course not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love that. I like when Michael Cole pointed out, you know, you guys were the first black female tag champions in WWE history. And she said, Michael, say that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I thought that was so great. That was, that was uh, great. So this was, so Liv got the, the, the roll up win here. It looked like both their shoulders were down. I thought they were going to do a thing where both their shoulders were down because both their shoulders were down and nobody yeah. said anything. Yeah, so Sasha hits the superplex and they do the thing where on impact, whoever took the superplex kind of rolls up the person who delivered the superplex, but sure looked to me like both their shoulders were down. They both rolled up and were just there, and that's when and the ref is doing the thing, and then he just said, live one. I was like, what? how does he know that? What? That, there was, yeah, that was both of them. But then they didn't say anything, so I guess that's just what it was. Maybe that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah. I, did you notice? I don't know if you pay attention to Twitter during this shit, but I didn't notice anybody on Twitter mentioning that. But I, yeah, I, I wasn't really either. paying attention either. So I didn't notice, but I, I uh, really. Yeah, well, I'm glad you caught it too, so I'm not crazy. Yeah, I mean, I was like, okay, this is a double pin. All right. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Live one. Oh, all right. What the heck? Uh, then we got Roman Reigns promo. He tells the crowd, as usual, to acknowledge me. Acknowledge I do. me. And he says, I want to let y'all in on something. Want to share something private that I and and uh, and Wise Man discuss frequently? It pains me to say this, but SmackDown the Universal Championship weren't enough, so I smashed Brock Lesnar Smash. WrestleMania. It took the WWE Championship. It says when they talk about what's the next step, doesn't think he can do much. He's done it all. There's still plenty left for the Bloodline to achieve. He says I saw a bunch of pictures, but archive pictures of the Bloodline, and I've got two titles. But then I look at my cousins, and they only have one title each. Yeah. That's not enough. Yeah. He say, he goes to Jay and says, remember when I told you that we were going to elevate you to heights you never do to greatness? It's time for you, the Usos, to unify the tag titles as well. I want you to go to Raw and bring the tag titles back with you. Go get them for yourself. Soon the bloodline is going to have all the gold. And then Nakamura comes to the ring. He's got a mic. He's about to say something. And then uh, Reigns puts his hand on the mic and it's like, no. This part was great. It. This part was great. He says, you don't have to say anything. I understand how you feel. You lost your partner. What's his name, Rick? And the crowd, whole boobs. crowd goes, Boogs. Yeah, no. And then you think Roman's going to do the same, but he just goes, Boogs. Boogs. Yeah. And he says, I get that. Jimmy, he was out in the injury for about a year. We understand. I'm a compassionate tribal chief. I understand. The island of relevancy is a place of love. <laughs> and so he hugs Nakamura. Yeah, it's a nice hug, too. It's a it big, is. beefy hug. It's great. And so basically, as soon as he releases the hug, Uso's super <clears throat> kick Nakamura. Scream. <clears throat> So we'll get Roman versus Nakamura at, uh, at Backlash. That'll be a good match. That's a good-looking match right there, man. I like that match right there. Um, yeah, that that's good stuff. Let me ask you something. Mm. Should he have had the Usos go after the Intercontinental and U.S. Championships instead? Or because they're tag teams, they should just go after the tag team? I guess. I guess. I guess. I was kind of hoping, oh. Uh, bring up Sola Sokoa from uh, NXT oh, and have him go after the big cartels. That'd be great. Oh, man. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, man. Uh, after that, we had Rampage featuring one hell. Ruthless man, that booking. main event was spectacular. Wowie wow. Wheeler Yuta on Rampage in front of 400,000 people. Made a star out of himself against John Moxley. Well, here, this, is, this isn't just like a out-of-nowhere type deal. Match after match, he's been having. Once he got put into the storyline with Danielson and Mox, match after match, it's been building to this moment. Yeah, it's all been building to this. Yeah. He's been like 
his last match against Brian Danielson, I was like, oh shit, man, star making performance from he topped that tenfold yeah. tonight. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Does uh does this Trent now have to like eat oh, actual he looks like an asshole. Does he have to he eat actual like, shit? Yeah, I think so. He should. He should eat the white yeah, poop. Yeah, he, he looks yes. Yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> looks like eat an the asshole. Poop. Yeah. Because he got chumped out. Chumped out to Brian Danielson. Literally, Danielson's about to do the stomps to him, but Trent does this. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And meanwhile, Wheeler Yuta it w- with like a, a crimson mask that would make Cody Rhodes shudder. Uh, takes it to Moxley, kicks out of a paradigm shift. Two. A paradigm shift, like a super paradigm shift. Yeah, he kicked k- Because there's like the dirty them. deeds, but there's like the paradigm shift, yeah. you know? Two of those. And, uh, and, and got out of a bulldog and then applied his own bulldog. Man. Yeah, Trent, Trent looks like a real asshole right he now. So the show kicked off with uh, he's terrible. Brian Danielson versus Trent. It's a nice guy, though. Who Trent? Oh, super yeah, nice guy out of kayfabe. Nice I'm talking. About, I I refer to these people exclusively in kayfabe. Yeah, what I see on television. Trent, big piece of shit. But based on our limited interactions with them, seemed like a pleasant Stellar individual. guy. Like a super pleasant Stellar dude, guy. Uh, he tries his best. Uh, comes up short though. Uh, down the end, Brian Danielson just kicks the shit out of him. Knee plus, gotch pile driver, bunch of stomps, puts on the label lock. He didn't put the label lock on all the way. Trent's oh, out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, before the stops, Trent Dam goes, No. Yeah. I God, what was like it's like, look, Trent, here's the deal. We're gonna we're trying to make a big deal out of Wheeler Yuta. But because of that, the story is you're crap. So act like a scared baby in this match with Danielson. It's, it speaks to Trent's professionalism. Absolutely. Absolutely. Pro. Absolute yeah. pro. Wouldn't uh, want to join that faction. Maybe if it's Rapongi Vice, but not the best friends, because they're a bunch of uh, chumps. I still have some chips in my bowl of Rapongi Larson Knights eating chips every night. So after that, we had a hook interview speaking of eating chips. So uh, Lexi uh, was interviewing. Good segue. Hook. Um, and Hook's just eating his barbecue lace. Yeah, he loves those barbecue lays. He loves barbecue lays, and he gets up and he's he leaves. And he walks by a garbage can, and Danhausen emerges from the garbage can and tries to curse Hook. Hook barely misses a beat, just throws the bag of chips at him, leaves, and then Danhausen picks up the chips and starts eating them himself. When you were how old, Hook? Like twenty three? Uh, something like that. Yeah. When you were twenty three, what would have been your snack of choice while no selling interviews? I ate a lot of cereal back then. It probably been a bowl like a frosted mini wheats. Yeah. Oh, like a yeah, full on bowl just sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dripping down, dripping down your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh after that we had a uh, good lord, they just stacked all the shit into one into one segment. Men of the year, Dan Lambert, Sammy and Ty interrupt this. And uh he tells Sky, you know, you don't defend this thing, you put the other one around that guy, you're making this title mean nothing. We're here for a match. People just booing, just booing this all yeah. this shit. Yeah, nobody wants any part of this, man. Yeah, nobody I feel wants bad any for, part of for that. Scorpio Sky and uh, Ethan Page had to be involved in this. You know what, man? They're not speaking up evidently about this. <laughs> so, I mean, like, Scorpio Sky is a champion, so he, he is a champion, so he can't feel too bad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, that, yeah. Oh, you got we got Swerve Scott and Chris Jericho, Sports Entertainer of the Week. 
QT Marshall. That's awesome for QT Marshall. That's, that's quite an accomplishment for Absolutely, QT. yeah. And being in this match against Swerve, Swerve Strickland, he got chumped out. Swerve Strickland won with the, uh, what does he call it, the house call. He didn't have to do with his JLM driver. He just won with the house call. <laughs> he just tapped his ass on the head. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have to, no driver at all. Uh, no driver. I love that little house call. That's great, man. Oh, that's a great kick. Yeah, yeah I love that move too. Uh, anyway, Starks, Ricky Starks from commentary grabs Mike, tells Swerve, hey, great job. We have unfinished business. Uh, Hobbs and Keith Lee, they have unfinished business. So next week, tag match in, uh, in Ricky Stark's hometown of New Orleans. Do you follow uh, Do you follow Suzuki on Instagram? There's, a, so. there's an ad for a Game Changer Wrestling event, I guess, pay-per-view, whatever, yeah. called Paranoid, where he's taking on Blake Christian. Mm. But it looks like it looks like a movie poster. Oh yeah, like, it looks like a horror movie poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where does the design work for GCW? Does great work, killer work, right? Yeah, really, they do really great work. After that, we uh, did you mention this Marina Shafir video package? Not yet. It was pretty cool. She didn't speak a whole lot. She uh, said, "I hope you have an answer for me or something like that." Yeah, talking to Jade Cargill. Yeah, and it's just like a bunch of footage of her tapping people out. Yeah. Um, I really like what they've done with her. I've only seen like a small handful of her matches, but they keep it simple, stick to the MMA stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I like that she's just like a no-nonsense, you know. Yep, yep. I'm a fuck you Fighter. up type, yeah. Yep. After that, we had Redville versus Willow Nightingale. Was this for the Owen? Yeah, it was an Owen qualifier. All right, yeah. A Willow Nightingale special, man. She's she's freaking great. Um, I love that her character, just she just plays too much in the ring. <laughs> she, she just have a good time, but she ends up getting her ass whooped. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Red Velvet is able to win this with her finisher, but Will and Nightingale is just a terrific wrestler. You're gonna mm-hmm. see and hear a lot more from her. Uh, I I hope that she uh, they make her a featured attraction there in Ring of Honor. I think that'd be yeah, really I hope cool. so. I hope so. I hope so. This is a really fun match. After mm-hmm. that, we got a Tony Nice interview, and he's not uh, happy about the lack of enthusiasm Lexi gave him for his introduction. <laughs> so he starts complaining about uh stuff that he deserves he's asked what am i going to get what i deserve mark sterling walks in and says oh i agree with you tony maybe what you need is proper legal representation here walk with me let's have a conversation what did he kill a guy what does he need legal representation for i think um, it means more like managerial services yeah i know you know what he doesn't need all that you know what he needs he needs the abs window i was going to say the cool jacket that showed off his 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 eight abs every piece of gar- every garment he has that's upper body should have an ab window. Mm-hmm. I tell you what would get me excited if I'm sitting there interviewing Tony Nees if he has those abs out. I'd be like, holy shit, man. Go get it. I'll be excited about that, but otherwise he's just like a normal dude. Uh, I can't that, argue with that. Yeah. I can't argue with that. We had uh, our pre-main event interview. Moxley looking uh, away from the camera, then turns around suddenly. Like uh, I said, I'm just disappointed he wasn't wearing his, uh, his outfit he wore to uh, Carmelo and Corey's wedding. Well, that's a special occasion outfit, man. Is that the Bengal shirt he only produces for special occasions? Yeah. Or did he buy it, or did he buy it at the airport on the way there? Well, why can't they be both? You know, <laughs> he saw that Bengal shirt and was like, this. I was planning ah, on a tux. Ah, this is perfect shirt to wear at Corey's wedding. This right here. This is going to pop Corey big. It'll pop Corey big. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Uh, it was pretty spectacular. I, I popped huge when I saw Mox's uh, wedding fit. That was pretty great. Grumpy fucking face. Uh, so Yuta says, "Yeah, I'm no stranger to Mox. He embarrassed this back when before Mox went to rehab, and he was just going from match to match, just destroying people in 30 seconds." He says, "Mox embarrassed me the first time we wrestled. 
He says, the next time I came close, but he's not the same guy he was before. I'm not scared of Mox. He says, tonight, I earned Mox's respect. And then Mox says, it's not my job to show It's not. It's not your job to show me respect. I don't care what Regal thinks of him. I, I got one job, to spill your guts all over the mat, find out what he's really made of. He wants to see his insides, like uh, yeah. in that scene in the Nick. Yeah. <laughs> this is all, this is all we, we are, are, Steve. This is all we are. <laughs> That's Nobody's going to get that fucking reference. Yeah, or very few. So Wheeler Yuta comes out first. Mox makes his customary entrance to the crowd. As soon as he gets to the barricade, Wheeler just destroys him with a suicide dive. Yeah, it was awesome. We could spend 20 minutes going through moves. Just go watch the match. Oh, it's so bloody. Phenomenal. Yeah, uh, early on, Wheeler Yuta gets busted open, and he's just bleeding all over the place. He's taking blood off his face, wiping it on his chest. It's fantastic. He kicks out of two paradigm shifts. He drops some uh, Danielson stomps of his own. Uh, They did a really good job of, of... of Yuta seemingly understanding this was essentially his audition, mm-hmm. his final chance mm-hmm. to get into combat club. And he has taken what he has learned through all his interactions with Danielson, with Box, absorb that knowledge and put it out there in the ring. And yeah, he lost in the end, but he do the end. He was violent. He, he, he sought out contact. And he was defiant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end, he, at the end, he was like, "Mox, bring it on. Come Give on. me more. Come on, do it." And even in defeat, he put up a hell of a fight, enough of a fight to earn the respect of at least William Regal. So after 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 Yuta finally passes out to the rear naked choke that Mox puts on him, Mox lets go, and he is just like flabbergasted. This kid lasted that long. Oh yeah, kicked out of two of his finishers. Mox did a hell of a job selling that. Oh yeah, big time. So Regal and Danielson come to the ring. Uh, Wheeler gets on, like sits up on his knees, and he, again he tells Regal and, and and Danielson and Mox, "Bring it, come on! If you're gonna beat the shit out of me, just go ahead and do it." So he finally gets to his feet, and he's standing there with his uh, bald fist. And Regal's kind of, I don't, I, you know, the, a word to describe it. Oh man, uh, like what is it when like you know a uh, it was it was like it's like it's like predator like, like sort of yeah stalks his prey. Kind of where you wait to see you stock, take a step though. forward and take a step back to see if the other person is going to make a move essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. And finally, he realized that sizing up, gonna, sizing up that you does not going to make the first move, and he relaxes a little bit. He extends his hand. Yuta shakes it. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so seemingly comes over and says, "The work just begins now. The the real work now begins. The real yeah. work now begins. It's pretty great. You want to go drink go some check blood? I got water." Highly recommend checking it out. Seek it out. Seek it out. Uh, let's see here. Here we go. Let's answer some questions. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, let's see here. Oh, my goodness. A lot of a lot of these questions on the Patreon, they're, they're just uh, expressions of frustration. <laughs> oh. Over Pete Dunn and, and, and Walter and Marcel Bartel. Just WWE. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in general, uh, we got one here from Mayor Planet Houston. Roman is on a quest for gold. He wants all the gold. He wants to be WWE's gold member. Book the bloodline going to NXT and getting all the titles there. You got to start with Solo. Yeah. Have the Solo win all the titles or win the North American title. And then Roman comes up to him and says, all right, that's a good start. Yeah. I want all the other ones. He says, this is where the real, real work begins. Yeah. I want all the other ones. Yeah. You see that Steiner over there? Smash him. Shine him up. Stack him. Pin him. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, here we go. Joe Hansen. This is, I'll read this one. 
Talk about shining us up. Says, uh, just want to say I appreciate you guys giving up your Friday nights to entertain all this time. I'll miss these streams, but I welcome a new schedule. Looking forward to the next phase of Friendo Club and going on Raw. Well, thank you very much, Joe. You know, here's the thank thing. Thank you, Joe. I, I believe that, like, whenever we take something away, we try to give a little bit more back. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know what the future holds necessarily, um, but I do suspect that Fridays will make ourselves a bit more available, perhaps. Uh, we, we've been thinking about maybe, uh, making the going at the uh, GTA streams, uh, open to the public, uh, instead of making them just like sub exclusive or whatever. So that's a possibility. Some gaming stuff. Um, I feel like we got a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. We got the friendo draft coming up next week. Mm -hmm. So we, we got some cool stuff on the horizon. It's all just mm -hmm. about shuffling things around and, 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 exactly. and doing what we think is most fun to us. It yeah. makes us happiest because exactly. when we're happy, we're a lot more entertaining. Better. And the show's yeah. better. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if you've been following the show for a while, it's a constantly evolving process. Mm -hmm. so. Yep. Uh, Dang MQ, if all the Ring of Honor titles are going to anyone signed with AEW Ring of Honor, how are they going to get the title off Deanna Parazzo? Well, they have the intern, interim champion, mm -hmm. Mercedes Martinez. Uh, they'll have to have a match, her and Deanna. And mm -hmm. I guess Mercedes will win that. Seems like that would probably be the case. Yeah. Um, Xavier Gray says, from uh, Raquel Gonzalez, L.A. Knight, Walter, Marcel Bartel, which of these call-ups do you think will have the most success on main roster? At the end of the day, between, let's say L.A. Knight's called up. Raquel Rodriguez, L.A. Knight, Gunther, and uh, Ludwig uh, Kaiser. Kaiser, thank you. Who's going to have the most success? I feel like Raquel has the clearest path to success sooner than anybody else. That is exactly my answer. I think at the end of the day, she's going to be a champion several times over. Like, I'm talking five, ten years from now. She'll be a champion several times over. Um, the other ones will probably end up in AEW. <laughs> L.A. Knight, maybe back to N.W.A. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Eli uh, Drake. With, uh, sorry, White Brownie with Raquel now and SmackDown. Is it possible we get EO on Raw? And should she be a single competitor or a tag team with Asuka? Single competitor. Wait, with who? With Asuka. Tag with Asuka or a single competitor. Oh, who should? I'm sorry. Oh, Raquel? EO. Oh, EO. Oh, no, singles competitor. Yeah. I feel like Asuka should go to SmackDown so she could feud with Charlotte. That'd be cool. Yeah, she got she's got to get that big win, man. Over Charlotte, I know. I know. Um, probably some weird questions here. Uh, uh, Dangham Q asks, "What will LA Knight's main roster name be? It has to be a city and time of day." Like he got a new name in NXT, but I don't think that's going to stop them from renaming him if he goes to the main roster. Um, if uh, if if Vince or Bruce. They got some. He got his rename in 1.0. But LA, yeah, well, okay. So, yeah, they could. Marcel Bartel was a, it was a WWE name. Yeah. And they renamed him. Yeah. So that's not exclusively the thing. I don't know, man. LA Knight's a great name. It's a very main well, roster name. I LA Knight's not shocked. a great name, but it's fitting for him. It's a great name. Not a great name. I'm going to name my second child LA Knight. Um, <laughs> We did this before. A city we and did. a time of day. It was like Chicago noon. Chicago, Chicago dawn. dawn. Yeah. And like, what was... Was it was like Miami was. something? Miami dusk or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, something like Miami dusk. That's a good one. 
I like my name. I texted you about Champa. Chuck Champ. Chuck Champ. Oh, he's getting a new name. Yeah, he might get a new he name. Is getting, he is getting a new name. A thousand percent. A thousand percent he's getting a new name. Uh, Ross, Cody, what are you going to do to end your final Friday night stream with a bank? Raid somebody. Oh, wow. Diamond Cutter. That's cool. Bang. Bang. That's good. Uh, this is a great... We'll end on this one. Alex Foster. says, Pat McAfee brought up how he's never seen Gunther smile. If you two were hired for Gunther's birthday, how would you make him laugh? Uh, we'd have to learn the the misbehaving routine from Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. And if by the time we get to the line to run around the house with a pickle in my mouth, misbehaving. Yeah. For sure. That's going to break him. But how about this? We do it uh, in the style of sprockets. Okay, good. Now is the time on sprockets when we dance. Yeah. Misbehaving. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for us. Thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, Twitch chat, stick around. We're going to raid somebody. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.